Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Hey, where's my free trip to Martha's Vineyard? Hey, kiddies, you're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Partial Mobilization Cheeseman. This is Chad power of the podcast so wash and on this week's show atlas shrugs polly works a cracker and investors find their muse let's do this <laughs> okay listener how can you help your employees become more productive i have answers how about automating manual and repetitive tasks giving meaning to data then allowing that data to actually drive decisions and how about matching people to your jobs quicker well wait the chat and cheese has a new llm no cheeseman i'm talking about text kernel ah okay that makes more sense what i'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of wait for it yeah simplicity <laughs> Seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs. Automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> Dude, what a great week. I feel, do you feel fully detoxed after uh, Vegas? I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, it's good water we have here in the Midwest. It really cleans out your system. It's good. <laughs> you need it, and you need it bad. Oh, my God. You do need it. Well, you probably had a good time on your anniversary. 
yesterday with your beautiful wife celebrating year seven six six Six. eleven eleven together and six six married yeah it took her took her took her five years to finally say yes (laughs) (laughs) or five years for you to ask which could be that if i asked her what would the answer be (laughs) it would be the latter (laughs) okay okay uh let's get to some shout outs we got a lot of stuff to cover uh yeah. this week uh listeners we're, we're looking at each other for the first time on a podcast so this may be a whole new dynamic i wouldn't say the first the first time on one of our podcasts on other people podcasts they have that's videos true. yeah that's true i'm, I'm kind of discombobulated i don't know how this is gonna go uh so quick shout out you know we love the lists we love the lists uh ta tech top 100 uh, I'm right above your wife. I don't know what that means uh, in the list. There's no numbers, but uh, you and I are both on it as well as your wife. So Team Sowash is fully represented. Represented. On the list there. Good, good for you guys. Honor to be recognized. An honor. An honor. I'll tell, tell you what's an honor. Shout out to the Serial Podcast. One of, one of the podcasts that really got me into listening to podcasts. That's, that's the new clapping soundbite, Chad. I don't know if we'll keep it or not, but... I don't like it. So, Anand Syed walks free after 23 years in jail. The dude was 17 when he went in. He was accused uh, of and convicted of killing his girlfriend even after presenting shoddy detective work and and evidence full of holes um there there was a new law that actually just came out that said if you were if you were actually convicted and you were under the age of 18 that the court could reassess your case well they reassessed or they were they were going to the process of reassessing and the prosecutor said, no, we, we won't even prosecute. They started looking at the evidence and they, look at, they looked at evidence that was withheld, withheld, which is against the law. So there was evidence that was withheld. And this poor 17-year-old kid went to jail for 23 years because of a, a shitty system. So kudos to Serial, kudos to podcasts. And that's 23 years of his life lost, but it's, it's good that he's free. By the way, uh, Chad Cheese never convicted was a tagline that we considered uh early on in the in the show uh just we didn't we didn't go with anyway i got the mom project uh, as a shout out uh they're now calling themselves tmp which i'm sure radency loves yes the mom project or tmp as of september we're in september the mom project says they've attracted and served one million moms in search of a better work experience Thanks in large part to the pandemic, women have accounted for a staggering 11.9 million in lost jobs. And TMP has $116 million in funding and Serena Williams in its corner to make a difference. So shout out to the Mom Project or TMP, as the kids like to call them. It, they, they should they should come out with a, a TMP kind of like McDonald's sign that starts with the remember the 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 number where they used to have served. Millions. It was like so many millions served. They should do that and put Serena remember on the, the. Remember the mom the ads in the eighties? It was like you deserve a break today <laughs> yeah. at McDonald's and had like the working mom and she yeah. was all in her power suit with the with the uh, the shoulder pads picking up McDonald's for for dinner. Oh, all the eighties. Just the start to the fast food industrial complex we know today, kids. Yep. Big shout out to our friends 
at Vomp. They're hiring industry heavy hitters. Uh, they, they've got Richard Castellini of Career Builder fame and also Doug Reese. Guys have been in the industry for a very long time. And this is big because Vonk it has invaded the U.S. and you haven't heard anything about this. It's spreading. The virus is spreading. The Vonk is spreading <laughs> in the U.S. <laughs> it w- well, also, I was actually watching one of the uh, iSIMS uh, videos of, of some of their newer releases, and they were mm-hmm. talking about their job distribution, like their job distribution backend. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, "That's Vonk. That's that, that's a that's that's Vonk." You can't hide, man. You can't when you, when, hide. You, when you pull off the undergarments, you see the bonk. You can't, you can't, you can't hide from it. Yeah, there's some, there's some big, you know what, energy going on uh, with the personnel at Vonk. It's, uh, it's quietly becoming quite an, a roster of, uh, of vets and experts. So yeah. keep your eye, kids, on the Vonk and wear protection whenever you do. <laughs> Get your shots. Shout out to what I'm going to call OG Americans. Ah. Uh, for the first time in 230 years, Congress has full U.S. indigenous representation. Uh, that means they have a Native American, an Alaskan Native, and a Native Hawaiian in the House of Congress. Uh, fully representing the United States indigenous people for the first time ever. Suck it, old European white guys. Shout out to OG Americans. <laughs> it only took how long? 230 years. Jesus Christ. How do you feel if you're in Hawaii and some white dude is your representative? I don't know. We've come a long way, America. Shout out to secret admirers. Now, I I got home from Vegas, actually went to this weekend and, and took a trip to Ohio to visit the fam uh, and got back and had a box. It was, uh, it was a box that was filled with with Blanton's goodness, with gold edition Blanton's. There's no, there was no card. I looked at the return address. They pretty much nothing that you could actually see where this well, you came messaged from. me and asked if I got the same thing. And of course, I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. No, I didn't get the same thing. So yeah, go ahead with your story. I'm just saying, secret admirers out there, if you did send me this very expensive bottle it of Blanton's. It wasn't your wife. No, 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 no. I, she... thought, it was, I thought it was a, a <laughs> an anniversary present. No, when I said that on Facebook, obviously nobody was taking credit, so she automatically did. The incredibly smart woman that she is. Well, look, I, I'd be getting some questions if I got a blank, you know, bl- bottle of Bur- you know, Blanton's at my at my doorstep. For, for what? I Who's mean... that from? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Because I have so many secret admirers. Oh yeah, Chad. so secret so admirers. Many, yeah, yeah. I'm so like, many okay, in the kitty. Come on. I mean, it's one thing <laughs> to send me like you know some maker's mark or something like that, but this is this is an expensive bottle of Blanton's that I yeah. believe comes from Japan. So. <laughs> yeah, that's no joke, dude. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, if you're out there listening, keep it a mystery or let us know. It's kind of more fun as a mystery. But, it it um, is. Send another one. I'd love the mystery to come to my doorstep if uh, if you're listening. Whoa, 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 by the whoa. way, yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Not Chad's mystery. I want a new mystery. Give me a new mystery. Scooby Doo mystery for me. Row, row, Reggie. All right, let's talk about free shit because we got more free shit than ever before. Mm, mm, mm. All right, guys, you know the deal. Go to chadcheese.com. Click the free link. You got to sign up to get a T-shirt. We have new ones. Sponsored by uh, JobGet. We have Whiskey. Uh, we had our lucky winner, uh, Post Picks, this week. 
Uh, that's from our friends at Text Kernel. We got uh, Aspen Tech Labs uh, helping us to send out free beer to everybody. <clears throat> we got Plum sponsoring rum, which we'll get to birthdays in a second. But we got all kinds of people wanting to give our listeners stuff for free, but you can't get it unless you go to chatcheese.com backslash free. And while you're at it, go to your favorite podcast platform and, and give us a review. We love those. Exactly. That's right. Aspen Tech Labs bringing beer to your front door. Text Kernel, two bottles. Two bottles, kids, of whiskey. And you got to love JobGit. They are powering the new Chad Cheese t-shirts. Joel, when are we getting the Chad Cheese t-shirts? Because they didn't make it to HR Tech uh, supply chain issues. That's what we're going to claim. That's what we're going to claim. When are we going to get t-shirts, it? T-shirts are in. Oh. Eight boxes came to my house. Speaking of boxes coming to your front door, <laughs> none, none contained whiskey, by the uh, way. Okay. But we have t-shirts. I ordered a little... A little card to go into the bags. Oh, okay. Telling people basically, thanks for listening. Uh, Visit our sponsor, JobGet. Post a picture on social media, etc. So those should come today. Uh, So we we will start packing these babies up uh, going into the weekend and next week. So those will start dropping uh, next week for those that have signed up. Be patient with it. They don't all. We're not a we're not a warehouse Amazon warehouse. <laughs> like it takes some time. Have some patience, but yeah, shirts will be going out soon. So you don't have a, a, a trash can in your garage that you're made to piss in because you've got to get all these put out. No, we only do diapers at our house. <laughs> we only do diapers uh, size five is what uh, okay. what we have here at okay. our place. Okay, yeah. So you have to you have to, you have to pin a few together to make that work. <laughs> <laughs> no, just it's like a cup. You just put, <laughs> put a cup, little rubber band around it. It's it's nice. It's like a uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers album. All right, all right, all right. Events, events, events. Brought <laughs> yes. to you by Shaker Recruitment Marketing. Yes. My, my new um, trucker cap is uh, is legit. I love it. Yeah. So shout out to Keegan, Joe, and, and, the, and the crew over at Shaker. We are here very soon, kids, going to be... In Nashville. Yes, we went to Vegas. Now we're going to Nashville, which is this side of the world's Vegas. Yep. October 5th through the 7th with Keith Urban Concert, Van Gogh Immersion Experience, and 6th and Peabody Whiskey Tasting. You have all of this going on, obviously the content happening during the day. I mean, that's you know at least what you're, why you're telling your boss you're there. But if mm-hmm. you're a practitioner and you would like a comped ticket listen kids if you're a practitioner and you would like a comped ticket message chad and cheese we can get you a link we can get you some comp tickets because if you're close to nashville or you just want to fly in enjoy some time in nashville get some credits all that other fun stuff uh do it go to chadcheese.com you can register there or you can just reach out to us and we can help you out with a link to comped tickets I, before you get to Paris, before you get to Paris, I have a question about Nashville. Okay. Dude, is is Elvis coming back from the dead and doing a concert? Because hotel rooms are ridiculously expensive in Nashville yes. when we go there. Something yes. has to be going on. If you're a listener in Nashville, like hit us up on what Johnny Cash back from the dead. Maybe they're touring <laughs> together. I don't know what's going on, but but man, like thousand plus dollars for some of these places. Uh, I, I'm staying in a gutter, I guess, on Broadway is where I'm going to be staying. <laughs> Which is normal, which which is what we're used to after a, a good night on Broadway. Uh, That's true. Tennessee then, whiskey 
goes down really <laughs> nicely sometimes. Now, here's here's the problem. We only have a couple of days after that, then we're going to both be jumping on planes to go to mm-hmm. Paris, kids, September 12th and 13th. You yes, can sir. catch the Vonk with Chad and Cheese in Paris. First and foremost, we're going to have a rooftop pre-conference party overlooking the Paris skyline. More details coming your way soon. Yep. In the meantime, you can go to chadcheese.com and click on events in the upper right-hand corner. If you register through our website, you'll get 20% off. And if you're not already going to Paris and you're in Europe, what are you waiting for? It's Paris. It's Unleash. It's amazing. Uh, it's probably one of our favorite conferences. What What do you think? Are you psyched? Are you stoked? Totally stoked. Yeah. I, what, three years since we've been in Paris, yeah. I guess. Yeah, for this. Maybe favorite city. Definitely top three or four for me. Uh, we're going in October. Yeah. Trees, you know, it's changing. Little, little crisp in the air. Yeah, I'm totally down. Some Bordeaux on in the cafes. <laughs> I might even start smoking cigarettes. I don't know. That's that's how inspiring <laughs> Paris is. It would be very European of you. And I'm excited to see Levin. It's been it's been a few months since we've seen Levin. Yes. Our uh, our Euro mm-hmm. our Euro homeboy. Uh, yes. He's all he's all fired up to hang out with us in Paris. Oh, he's stoked. Oh, yeah, and he's got his tickets to the Moulin Rouge, everything. So this is going to be an exciting time. If you don't have tickets to Unleash, get tickets to Unleash. Go to chatcheese.com, click on events, have at it, kids. Hope to see you there. And not to mention, we are also going to be in the podcast pit Mm-hmm. on the Unleash Expo floor, joined by, you might not know this yet, Joel, Matt Alder. That British guy is going to be with us. There you go. That British dude, he better have scotch or some gin. <laughs> yeah, Matt, listen up, man. Bring some scotch. <laughs> All right. You want birthdays or yes. fantasy football first? Let's birthdays, and then we're going right. to finish it off. Happy birthday! All right, celebrating a birthday uh, this month, and we have we have a few because we didn't do them last week because we were hungover in Vegas. Very so, hungover. Again, uh, thanks to Plum for sponsoring a, a lucky winner every month for a bottle of rum. Celebrating this this week, Randall Emery, Eli Karsten's Betty Norris, Robert Saint Jacques. Ooh, that name has got to be hot with the girls uh, at the bar. Karen Heatwall. I think she wrote that in right into our, our database. Michelle Palermo, Shannon Siri, John Sumpser, old timer, uh, Allison Holbrook, Katrina Kibben, Kelly Robinson, our friend of the show, Kevin Planton, Eva Zills. Is she still doing videos? I don't see her videos anymore. I don't either. Since she left France and she went back to Germany, I don't know if Germany's not big on video, but I haven't seen I haven't seen them. If Germany's big on video. <laughs> We know what y'all doing. Uh, Craig Silverman and Teresa Ferris all celebrating. Happy birthday! Another trip around the sun, which I guess leads us right into fantasy football, Chad. Oh, where you you saw a drop, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, from first, not to worst, but you're on your way. All right, week week two of fantasy football with Chad Cheese is in the books. Here's your leaderboard, powered by our good friends at Factory Fix. Number one this week, Christy, don't call her moon, killing it. The only woman in our league is in first place. Imagine that. Uh, it. Followed by Broadway, Joe Wilkie, Jason, Amy Argonauts, Putnam, Haley, Joel, Osment, Cheeseman. <laughs> I like that one. J- James, Dean, Gilliam, Dan, the magic man, shoemaker, Chad, not just a country in Africa, so wash. 
Christopher Mandown Mannion, Serge Second Fiddle to Shelley Boudreaux, <laughs> Matt King of the Hill, Pass the Mike Schaefer, and Dennis Basement Bitch Tupper. Oh! Round out the leaderboard of our fantasy football league sponsored by factory fix i blame tommy over factory fix for my my loss last week i was i was way out of focus uh because i was laughing so hard after the factory fix video obviously mike was in vegas guy guy actually goes everywhere with a green screen with him for god's sakes the guy's a pro mike and tommy if you haven't seen the factory fix fantasy football league updates they are fucking hilarious check them out on linkedin Mm -hmm. uh they're all over the place but but check them out they're fun topics all right chicago-based atlas technology solutions formerly known as Elements Global Services. I guess that's a good change. (laughs) They were Elements Global Services up until this past June. Well, they raised $200 million in a Series B. This brings total funding to $220 million. This is where the unicorn soundbite comes in. Questioning if they're a unicorn. Founded in 2015, the company is a cloud-based human resource management platform that aims to ease international expansion initiatives for companies. Atlas operates subsidiaries in 160 countries and will use the funds to enhance their platform's capabilities and add more self-service and automation features. They employ 308 people, according to LinkedIn. Chad, what are your thoughts on Atlas? So you said their name was Elements Global Services? Yeah, and Atlas Technology Solutions they thought was better. Yeah, yeah. okay, so Atlas Technology Solutions and the URL that they went with, kids, was Atlas H xm.com they changed their name and then when they went with that shitty ass url i guarantee you they knew that the money was coming in so that's that's kind of, that's kind of odd anyways this is this is a rapidly growing and broad segment as it focuses on helping companies scale quickly by hiring wherever the talent is in any country so the tam is huge from a from a global standpoint now atlas is it's throwing its hat in the ring against other startups like remote.com with about 500 million in funding oyster about uh, 225 million in funding and deal around 680 million just to, just to name a few so this space is actually hot. minus about 10 grand for their booth Chad for their their 10 by 10 booth yeah this space is is crowded it's starting to get crowded put it that way but it is extremely hot uh, are, are we finally getting to a saturation point with the global slash remote work platform do you think? I was reminiscing, not just because we were at HR Tech and mm-hmm. got to see Jerry uh, Crispin, but I was reflecting on, remember the old editions of Career Crossroads, uh, the book of top job oh, yeah. boards? Yeah. Uh, this came out in the 90s. They stopped doing it around 2001 or two, I think, mm-hmm. because it got too crazy. Too fast. It, it got too much of a headache for Jerry uh, and company to write and this Mark. book every year about job boards because... Mm-hmm. There's so many fucking job boards. Uh, yeah. This is what this feels like. <laughs> there are too many global platform, one to rule them all, Velocity's in there, Glo- Velocity Global, uh, Eightfold, you could argue, is in there. Nah. This space, to me, is overfunded. It's time to prune some hedges. I'm surprised they're still <laughs> getting money, frankly, based on what the investment community, you know, news is like and what we've seen in our own in reporting. But money keeps going in, but less so of the 200 plus, 100 plus million uh, uh, flavor. And I just, 
I just think it's too much, man. I just think like these guys are going to run out of money at some point soon. They're going to get consolidated. It's got to be confusing for customers. That's period. I mean, look, uh, I quoted, I, I wrote down a quote from the, uh, the CEO, mm-hmm. quote, the future of work thrives across borders and cultures. Atlas is enabling companies to seize the opportunity to be competitive, flexible, and borderless. You could pretty much plug in any CEO of any of those companies you mentioned, and it'd be the same fucking thing. Exactly. Like, they all do the same thing. Yes. They all have a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um, look, you, you talked about zigging when everyone is zagging on the European <laughs> show. Yeah. Somebody in this group needs to zag because everyone is zigging and mm-hmm. it's hard for consumers to figure out who should I use? How are you different? What's going on? It's kind of a mess and it'll work itself out in the next, I think, two or three years and we'll have fun talking about it. But it's uh, it's a cluster as far as I can tell. Yeah. Well, it's going to be it's definitely going to be interesting as we see some companies focus on remote slash hybrid and being able to, especially in, in European countries, being able to go cross borders and make it easy, uh, especially if you're American and you're going into Europe. You need some type of a, a an infrastructure to do that. Companies like Atlas and all the other companies that we we just listed do that. The question is saturation point, right? I, I did notice yeah. though, as we talk about uh, Vegas, that Atlas had a very large booth. Uh, I didn't did was remote there. I didn't see remote. I didn't see Oyster. I didn't see Oyster. I didn't see Velocity. <laughs> D- Deal had a 10 by 10, which was pitiful. They should have probably just stayed home in the first place. But yeah. I mean, it's, it is interesting because these these organizations are getting money much to the tune of like HCM. So outside of talent, we, we'll we talk about uh, money still being flushed into into talent platforms. But now you take a look at these, these types of platforms and they're getting HCM type of cash. Well, if I can't interest you in an HCM, can I interest you in a LinkedIn killer for our next company? <laughs> Watch out LinkedIn, here comes Polywork, raising $28 million this week from the likes of Pretty impressive. Uh, Former GitHub CEO Nat Friedman, the founders of Stripe, Lyft, Clubhouse, Instacart, and Minted, as well as Andreessen Horowitz. Polywork has now raised a total of $44.5 million since its launch in April of 2021. Many are labeling them as a new-gen LinkedIn. Uh, When a user registers, they are invited to choose identity badges that describe themselves as things such as dog dad, foodie, author, front-end developer, and Black Lives Matter. Some numbers for you. Uh, No revenue currently. Uh, They won't discuss their user metrics or how many users they have. They have 20 employees altogether. Okay, Boomer, Chad, your (laughs) thoughts on LinkedIn for a new generation. And most importantly, Chad, what are your identity badges? Yeah, be dad, podcaster, veteran, dog owner. Yeah, yeah, football fan, cheese wrangler. Well, it is funny because I'm in I'm in Polywork. When when we talked about them last year, I, I joined. I think it was before that. I joined. I just wanted to see how it was it was it was going to work. Uh, and it's interesting because I, most of the hits that I'm getting in there, and in, in there most recently, just w- literally within the last week, are around podcaster. N- nothing else ar- around podcaster. I think it's interesting that you know if you think about it, 
how did LinkedIn grow? And, and, and I know that we're, we're, we're talking about entirely different decades, but how did LinkedIn grow? LinkedIn, they, they spent a lot of money building infrastructure for this, this um, six degrees from Kevin Bacon thing that they were doing back then. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And they, they did not, much like Facebook at first, they did not have any revenue plans right out of the gate. They were just building infrastructure and then product came later. So I see the, the, the same kind of strategy here. I'm just not sure that how long you can wait for revenue streams in this current environment. I think LinkedIn was was lucky in timing and being able to build and have very patient funders. I'm not sure that that's going to happen with, with Polywork. Last August, we talked about Polywork receiving their Series A. I said back then, let's see if we're talking about them in 24 months. Well, this is uh, obviously they, they've made it 12 months, and with this 28 million, the, they, they, they're easily going to make it another 12 months. But the only time that we've talked about them in the last year is now receiving funding, right? Again, mm -hmm. again they're babies, and, and I get it, but nothing newsworthy has happened. So I believe the, you know, the the continued LinkedIn killer is a strong and smart narrative uh, because you want to align yourself with a, an organization that is making a shit ton of cash and LinkedIn is. But they're more of a side hustle version of of LinkedIn. They're not a full-time, they're not a full-time platform. At least they're not pushing themselves as that. And C, uh, CEO Peter Johnson actually said, if LinkedIn was built for nine to five generation, we're built for the collaboration collaboration generation. So this is almost like a, a, a side hustle platform per se. Yeah, I hated the company when, when we first talked about him <laughs> and I, I still hate them. Look, I, I think you have a lot of hip Silicon Valley investors who clearly believe that we can TikTok uh, LinkedIn mm -hmm. with something cooler, something newer. The kids will leave the old, the old social network for us. The problem is, whereas Facebook has kids leaving them because it's not cool anymore. Kids need to go to LinkedIn because guess what? That's who's going to give you a job. That's who's going to mentor you. That's the contacts you need to make to sell shit, to get a job, to work your way up into the professional ranks. Connecting to younger kids because they're cool isn't going to help your career like LinkedIn is. And guess what? LinkedIn has already achieved the status of being the professional network. So that's where, I mean... No one graduating college is being told, go to Polywork to grow your career. They're being told, go to LinkedIn, because that's where you're going to build a network of people who can help you grow your career. I just don't really know where this thing thing goes. To be honest with you, I think it's a Silicon Valley cool idea, but I just don't see, you know, if, if they were releasing numbers of like, hey, we're up to 10 million users, hey, we're at 20 million users, I might get a little excited, I might get a little interested, but they don't even release numbers about how many people are on this thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm super connected to the youth of America, <laughs> and I never hear about about Polywork. So, so I, I just I don't get it. I feel like uh, Tom Hanks in Big when he says like I don't get it. I just I don't get it. Neither I'm just too old to get it, or this is just a really dumb idea that a lot of dumb money is is following. Could be, but I think you can definitely use both. You can use. Uh LinkedIn as your full-time nine-to-fiver, but then you're also looking for side hustles, which you're not going to find usually on LinkedIn. Peter and his investors are, are betting on work to drastically change from nine-to-five 
to more than likely project-based types of, of work. Not, not, not entirely, of course, but we do believe after the pandemic and side hustles exploding that the collaboration generation will be making major revenue. At least that's what their bet is, is that this new side hustle generation is gonna make a lot of cash. Um, can there be more than one LinkedIn platform out there? Of course. Uh, especially if they're not directly competing with LinkedIn. They're not gonna dethrone LinkedIn. Again, that's just narrative to, to push themselves up for people to talk about them, like us, right? And, and again, I think this is a long-term play more than more than a, a short-term play. If they pivot to big booty Latinas and bug fights, I might change my mind. Other than that, uh, let's go to the next news story on our list. The Muse, New York-based the Muse has raised $8 million this week. That's a grand total of nearly $32 million since launching way back in 2011. They say they're going to use the money to continue investing in values-aligned hiring and fund consolidation in the next-gen hiring space. With 10% of Fortune 500 companies using the Muse and a reported 75 million people using the service, that sounds a little high to me. Yes. Yeah, whatever. We'll, yes. we'll go with it. We'll go with it. I call bullshit. What, what's not to love with those kinds of numbers? Chad, what are your thoughts on the Muse getting a little extra cash? What was the percentage of Fortune 500 companies? 10. 10%? So they're, they're getting 1% a year since they're founded. Yeah, okay. So I think we should refer to the Muse as the old hotness is what we should really do. I mean, because remember five or six years ago, they were hot. It's Jennifer Aniston is yeah. what you're saying. It's Angelina Jolie. It's still hot. That's changed dramatically as they try to stay relevant as much as poly work. We were just talking about that. We haven't talked about the Muse since uh, they received a $3 million fund from DICE, uh, from, from Boat Anchor DICE, a year ago. Anyway, mm -hmm. as you read it, and I myself was thinking, I don't think I'm reading this correctly, is, is Muse CEO Catherine Minshew saying that they're looking to acquire startups and consolidate? Because she's talking about all these smaller platforms, and what they really need to do is they need to drive more traffic to, to the Muse site. That's what they need. They need more traffic. I don't believe those user numbers. I believe that's a culmination of over ten years. You know, <laughs> that's not a daily. That's not a daily user. There's no fucking way. They said annually, seventy-five million years. So, so I was curious, Chad. I went back to the. I went to the Wayback Machine, uh -huh. and I wanted to see what uh, the Muse looked like in 2012, and if it had really made any strides to change its look and feel. So. So this was the this was the headline on the site in 2012. What do you want to do with your life? And then put in search whatever yeah. box and search mm -hmm. up. Today, the headline is find work that's worth it. So what do you want to do with your life to find work that's worth it? This is a job site. Yes. They can put whatever shit, but they're in the game of traffic. Yes. Getting traffic as cheaply as possible, spending less than you bring in, hoping that demand rises, that competition stumbles. Um, and it's a it's an endless cycle of hell. Uh, just ask Career Builder and just ask Monster the kind of hell you're in when you have to keep spending. Oh, ZipRecruiter, I'll throw them in too. Of uh, just spending to make money. And then when you stop spending money on advertising, the money slowly goes away and goes mm. somewhere else. And for for what I can tell, 10 years, 
the muse has been in this endless hell of like they're making a little more than they're spending they're able to raise a little bit more because they are profitable uh i haven't seen anything new and exciting coming out of them since i guess what virtual job fairs during the pandemic they can't ipo they can't sell to anybody they're just sort of existing uh have fun with that i mean it's it's fine but it's like a lifeline dude. i don't know what investors are hoping to get out of it if you and i had this it'd be a great business <laughs> what is dice one i yeah it's just it's just weird I, well and i don't understand what the what the actual fuck is values aligned hiring i mean our industry comes up with the stupidest shit it's like muse leadership we're all sitting on beanbag chairs in front of a whiteboard smoking weed and came up with this shit nobody understands what it actually means but it sounds good right yeah just like when the band chicago were so high they didn't know if it was 25 minutes or six minutes to four o'clock hence 25 or six to four it worked for chicago but it's not working for the muse these guys are stoned out of their brains and i hope they use that eight million to to get high and just fade away does anyone really know what time it is chad (laughs) it's time for a break let's take a break we'll be right back human resources is supposed to be about humans i mean it's right there in the name but when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of that human part feels nowhere to be found this is a new era Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent. Build great teams and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. All right, kids, buy or sell time. You know how this works. We pick three companies that have gotten funding this week and we talk about them and we either buy or sell what they're, uh, what they're dropping. Uh, first up, Gig and Take. Gig and Take. <laughs> Pennsylvania-based Gig and Take has raised $1.5 million in a pre-seed funding round. Founded in 2021, the company manages flexible workforces for factories and warehouses. Founded last year, they will use the funds to, wait for it, Chad, continue growing and expanding the business. Gig and Take employs just nine folks, Chad... Are you a buy or sell on slap and tickle? I mean, gig and take. <laughs> so uh, remember when American families were were single income families? After 40 years of wage stagnation, trickle down economics that, that never trickled down to the actual working families, a single income home isn't a choice anymore. But some parents can't work a full time job and working at Walmart seems to be their only choice, unless there are new part-time gigs that are exposed, which provide more flexibility. So take a look at some of these different examples. One, think of all of the full-timers who are also out there who might actually pick up a shift at the last minute or on weekends 
if they have flexibility or an app to be able to see what's there, right? You know, maybe plans fell through on the weekend they, and uh, why not go work four hours and pick up, uh, you know, a, a few extra bucks. Founder and CEO Rahil Siddiqui it does have an HR background and it is also in, in manufacturing. Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania also gives the brand some legitimacy for manufacturers in the heartland instead of just another run-of-the-mill Silicon Valley startup. Uh, the timing is good for this segment. I like the vision. The website sucks. I hope they use money to focus on the site and on the tech, but from the vision, from the timing, and from the actual experience of uh, the team, it's a buy for me. Wow. So their site says, quote, manufacturers in the U.S. are facing an unprecedented labor shortage. Yeah. What most factories are missing is flexibility or maybe enough robots. Uh, get access to workers who are leaving traditional jobs for gig jobs. For the times, this is this is great. Like, I mean, I think they're going to have to spend more than $1.5 million on marketing to get enough warehouse workers. I don't know where the marketing is going to come from because they're going to need a lot of people in this platform to make it worthwhile for the warehouses that are hoping to fill these people into their warehouses because warehouses employ a lot of people. And if this platform has, you know, a thousand folks, it's going to be hard to really scale this thing up. So they need to take a lot of money to do that. I'm not sure that uh, 1.5 is going to do it. I'm also concerned with them in regards to timing. Okay. We talk a lot about robots on this show. We're going to talk about robots later in the show. We both know that Jeff Bezos is just biding the time before he can get rid of all the human beings in the warehouse, minus the VP of whatever, or some managers, and replace these folks. So I think robotics are coming for this business, and I think that's that's bad timing. And I also think that if unemployment ever gets to like normal times, they won't have the luxury of all these people uh, being able to have gig jobs or work warehouses when they want. It's going to be, if you don't want the job, we got plenty of other people that will. So for the time being, robots aren't there yet. Uh, people still have flexibility. The, the, the workers are still in control. But if I'm buying or selling this, I'm looking at it from a long-term perspective. So for me, I don't think history is on their side. I do hope that they use the $1.5 million to at least have a contact page as opposed to just info at gigandjob.com uh, for the users. You are right. The, the site is straight out of a WordPress theme in 2004. So hopefully they can they can update that one. All right. That is gig and take. Let's go to Ashby. So, so is that a sell or a buy? What, what? That's a sell. Okay. That's okay. a sell. Sorry. Okay. The sound effects usually make it really clear. Uh, <laughs> that is a sell from me. Uh, let's go to Ashby. Mm -hmm. uh, the San Francisco-based company has raised $21.5 million in a Series B round. This brings total funding to $34.5 million. Founded in 2018, the company has a mission of redefining the applicant tracking system category. Ambitious. Ashby's product incorporates candidate sourcing and outreach, automated scheduling, and customizable reports. The round will go toward growing operations, engineering, and go-to-market teams. They employ about 60 folks. Chad, are you buy or sell on Ashby? So the CEO and founder has software development recruiting ops experience, and the other co-founder, Abic, looks like he's just a run-of-the-mill 
product guy, you know, which is which, which is what you need. The big question is, do we need another applicant tracking system? Big deep breath. I appreciate the need to jump into a broad total addressable market in trying to say that your product is SMB and enterprise, but that's more of a fantasy than reality. And we've seen over the years, last couple of decades, to be quite frank, with companies like Isims and Taleo, uh, who, you know, they, they had the itch, they scratched the itch, and it was a bad itch, and they gave up, mm -hmm. uh, especially on the S SMB side, because the enterprise animal is so much different than the SMB animal. It's also why you see Employ owning three different applicant tracking system platforms, Jobvite, Lever, and Jazz HR. So unfortunately, the, the limited experience this group has in the space isn't enough to steer them away from the biggest icebergs, so therefore, it is a, it, it's a sell for me. So the good news, Chad, they claim 500 paying customers. It's not too too shabby, although they've taken what do they pay? Although they've taken 34 million dollars. Yeah, their selling points, I guess, are pricing and analytics. Aside from what you can get in any ATS, so let's talk about pricing for a second. I'm of the camp that if you're doing SMB small business stuff, not the enterprise level, like there's a commoditization of the ATS. Mm -hmm. And while they're priced very competitively, I feel like it's a race to the bottom in terms of pricing for ATSs playing in that space. So I don't think the pricing is that much, if any, of a selling point um, for Ashby. The mm. second thing is analytics. I mean, are their pie charts better than Greenhouse's pie charts? <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, I mean, maybe there's some secret sauce that, that I don't see. But for me, yeah, unless we're talking about Alan Ashby, catcher of the Houston Astros in the 80s, I am a sell on this Ashby. Well, all right. Qu quick advice to As Ashby, though. Get some advisors in there that are not yes people on telling you exactly what you want to hear. Focus on your TAM. Ridiculous. Chat and cheese are for sale if you need advisors, <laughs> by the way. All right, let's go to what I thought originally was kinetic. No. It's Noetic. Noetic. We'll get to that in a second. Yes. All right, Noetic, the startup that calls itself the number one chief people officer platform and, quote, single source of truth, end quote, <laughs> for people analytics today announced its $36 million Series B. This round closely follows their $18 million Series A back in August of 21. Since its founding in 2020, the New York-based company has experienced rapid expansion, this is from their release, including 5X year-over-year -year ARR growth, 20X community growth, and 3X year-over-year -year headcount growth. Building on this momentum, Noetic will use its new funds to invest in its two main product lines, People Analytics and its global network of people leaders and CPOs. They employ 220 workers. Chad, are you buy or sell Noetic? So, man, it's it's hard to pull together all the data points a CPO is going to need. I mean, from all the different uh, all the different systems that don't talk, that should talk, and then trying to get that that data is a pain in the ass. Um, all those gross growth numbers they're growing from zero. So yeah, they look impressive, but to me that's a so what. If you're going to give me numbers, give me real fucking numbers. Those are not real numbers. Um, going after chief people officers, though, is, I think, a very smart tactic as they're always exploring ways to be more relevant and truly strategic in the C-suite in, in and in the boardroom. Uh, CROs and CMOs 
are way ahead of CPOs in creating business narratives around data. The problem isn't data though. It's understanding and relating proper business narratives, which HR sucked at, TA has sucked at. So to Noetic, this seems to be a pivot out of Twine Labs. The founder and CEO, uh, Joseph Kwan, seems to be a, a strategy guy, which I like, but he has no understanding of the real need of the CPO and how to make them more relevant because that that's the problem cpo needs to be relevant in the c-suite so that the board gives a shit so that so the ceo gives a shit so this isn't a data problem it's a vision and narrative problem for the chief people officer you can give cpos data all day but if they don't understand how to form business narratives like cro's and cmo's hint hint uh, they will continue to be outflanked in C-suite discussions. To me, this is another platform being built that is address addressing a problem, which really isn't even the problem. And as for the face -like, or Facebook-like support community in, no in Noetic for CPOs, it will only get use if uh, admins can gain access because they're not gonna jump in and they're not gonna use those communities. So unfortunately, Idea is great, it's just not fully formed. They don't understand what the real problem is, so it's gotta be a sell for me. So these guys are so far up their own asses, it's kinda <laughs> hard to actually be objective and review these guys. I mean, whoever's writing their releases and shit oh, is God. just, yeah. woo, speaking of being on something, uh, or someone, or I don't know. Maybe they um, visited the muse. Yeah, so th <laughs> this, this is a first. Um, let's talk about the name real quick. I thought it was Kinetic when I first saw it. Yeah. It's spelled K-N-O-E-T-I-C, right? So you, you go to their site, and there's literally below their logo, rhymes with poetic, with an arrow to the logo. If your logo, if your name needs something that says rhymes with whatever, you might have the wrong name. But literally, their logo has rhymes with poetic, so it's noetic. Um, that's a problem to me. So they, they, they tout two primary things. One is people analytics. There's quite a few competitors in that space, mm -hmm. uh, many of whom are well-funded, uh, Lattice, Leapsome, Cruncher, et cetera. Um, I'm not sure that they can cut through that clutter and be a better people analytics platform than some of those companies. Um, and then they kind of go to the other side and it's almost like a content play, a people like community play. And they, they hope that they both kind of support each other. Like, Hey, you're going to buy the product if you're in the, if you're in the community, which to me is like, it's a LinkedIn group. I don't know what they're providing that I would pay for that I could get that I'm not getting in a LinkedIn group. I know LinkedIn groups kind of suck and they could improve them quite a bit, Yeah, but but I, I just don't know. There, there are not more CPOs in this community than there are CPOs on LinkedIn. So I think that's not a, a huge selling point for me. So I don't get those two businesses very well or how they complement each other. I love their pricing page, which is basically you're either going to get a demo of the people analytics or you're going to ask for an invite to be on, in, the, in the community. So guess what? There's no pricing on the pricing page. And we we know that we both love that, Chad. For me, Noetic, this is a this is a hat trick for me. Three cells on these three bums of a company. Wow. 
on buy or sell. Let's take a quick break and talk about something that does make some sense to me. Robots. Robot fries. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Well, Chad, as usual, uh, you and I are way ahead of the curve on this one. Uh, the Washington Post is finally on the robot bandwagon <laughs> with a story this week entitled, The Robots Are Here and They're Making You Fries. Meet Flippy, Sippy, and Chippy, the newest technology stepping in to address a protected labor crunch, a protracted labor crunch, excuse me, in food service. The good news about your robotic fry cook, he doesn't take breaks, never shirks when the boss isn't looking, won't call out sick or lean heavy on the company health insurance. The bad news, Flippy the robot costs $50 million to develop and costs companies about $5,000 for installation and $3,500 per month to rent the machines as well as get customer service. According to the National Restaurant Association, 65% of restaurant owners are still say finding enough workers is a central problem. So the incentive and the, and the demand to augment or replace human labor means costs will eventually come down. Concerns with bots working alongside people are prevalent, however, with the post highlighting a Slack channel devoted to why Flippy freaks out sometimes <laughs> when he has to drop a row of tacos in the special metal perforated taco tray. That sounds like a first world problem, Chad. What's your take on the current state of robots cooking up a side of fries? Flippy, sippy, and chippy. I can't say it enough. So this is this is robots as a service, which I, I think is incredibly smart. You know, the $5,000 for installation, $3,500 per month for rental is genius because if you take a look at the actual cost for, you know, anybody staying, uh, humans that you're paying to do that, uh, you know, I think that's a wash. Plus, I mean, you're looking, you know, you hear the MRR cash register ringing. I also like... This creates an entirely new segment of mechanic, you know, a technician that's going to have to come in here and be locally servicing all of this. I mean, this isn't, you know, we're, we're losing fry cooks. Oh, darn. Being a fry cook fucking sucks, right? But now you're going to be a technician uh, fixing robots be on robotics. So I think this is a, this is a scale up. I, I love this. And I, I think this is a great evolution of fast food, getting them out of the fucking food and getting them onto the, the, the technical aspect. And, and that's the rub here 
It says, you know, Flippy, Sippy, and Chippy never take breaks. Well, yes, they do uh, when they're down for maintenance, right? So, you know, you, you have to get those things scheduled. You do have Flippy freakouts, those types of things. So, for me, I love the idea of this because those jobs, I remember being a kid, being a 15-year-old flipping, you know, fries, being on the fry station, I fucking hated it. I went I went home every day full of oil in my pores being, I mean, it was horrible. Have a robot do it and and then have kids train to be more technical to fix these robots. I, I love it, and I hope this continues to happen. Uh, it doesn't only suck to be a fry cook. It's actually really dangerous. Uh, I had no idea how many <laughs> injuries happen, which I used to cook fries and chicken nuggets and shit, so it shouldn't surprise me how dangerous <laughs> it is because that shit is hot. So I'm glad the Washington Post is on this story. Uh, we're ahead of the curve on this one, like a lot of the people in, in our community. I do feel like we're ways from this being something that's mainstream. Uh, they talked about Jack in the Box, which has 2,270 restaurants in the U.S. They only have one Flippy, and they're only looking at adding five to ten uh, new robots in locations uh, by the end of 2023. So this shit's going to have to scale really fast, uh, which it may. Um, I think it's going to fa scale faster than we think for a lot of these restaurants. I think costs are going to come down as they standardize, uh, you know, developing these things, producing these things, getting them out. So costs are going to come down, but people are still going to be a pain in the ass. Uh, so robots to me are, it's a storm coming, man. There's nothing going to stop this train. It's just a matter of how fast it's going to happen. I do love your point about the workers of the future, you're going to have to know something about robotics. You're going to have to know something about control, alt, delete. How do you reset this thing? How do you know, how do you uh, set the clock on the VHR or the VCR? Like that kind of like minimal know-how is going to be really important for workers. It's not just going to be dunk, salt, serve. I mean, there's going to be some real skills, I think, that go into, into these things. And there's going to be a ton of customer service jobs and maintenance guys that go to these restaurants and 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 fix these machines or like people are gonna have to call miso robotics customer service holy shit flippy flipped out again how do i fix it whatever like those are going to be skills and new jobs that are created out of this which i think is is the optimistic side of of what's going on we're gonna have fun talking about it if you're a listener you're welcome <laughs> Robots, Chad and Cheese. Shall we play a game? We out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? A podcast. The Chad. The Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know. And yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar, blue, nacho, pepper jack, Swiss. So many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out!
The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.